Hello, welcome back to Open Season, a podcast where you can open up about anything or everything you want. A place where you are here to speak about whatever you have or, you know, have somewhere to speak about it. Um, we're what he called a shoulder to lean on. On today's episode, we have a special guest, and she's about to take us on a journey that we probably never heard about. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Ms. Kim. Hi, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. This is my first time doing anything like this. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast world. Thank you. Thank you. Is that my right, to go? Yeah, go ahead. It's open mic. It's up to you now. It's all yours. What do you have? All right. So I first heard about your podcast from uh, watching your self-promote on Facebook, and I thought, when I first saw it, I didn't think much of it, but um, I kind of thought this would be a good place after it, like, settled in um, to kind of share what I've been through and, and kind of bring awareness to an issue that we have in the United States that a lot of people either overlook or they, um, they honestly, overlook is the, the, the best word for it because they assume, oh, I'm not a woman, uh, it, 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 it's not important to me, but you don't realize that paternity leave, maternity leave, it's all parental leave, and I think it should be equal for both women and men to get X amount of time off, you know? Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll share my story first, and then I'll kind of go into why I think it's important for both to have equal paid time off. Um, and I'd like to start off by saying that we are the only first world country in the world that doesn't have some kind of parental leave uh, set up for both parents. Um, and it's been really a struggle for me because I I, I come from a really bad place. Um, I, I have been homeless and I have just been all over the place and I, I've worked my way up all the way to a certain company that I'm not allowed to talk about now, but um, I was an aircraft mechanic for this company. Um, I was an aircraft mechanic for the Navy, and then I went to A&P school, which is a, it's a school that teaches you how to uh, fix airplanes, fix, not just airplanes, but um, fix things that have to do with either power plants or airframes. So people with an A&P license can typically work on Obviously, airplanes, but also helicopters, also uh, roller coasters, um, elevators. So there's, it's it's a wide field that yeah. is typically dominated by men. Correct. But, um, yeah, but there are women, especially it being 2021. There are women who work in this field, and I I, I can't even say that it's a few women because it's it's quite a few women, quite a lot of women uh, everywhere that I've worked. I've noticed that there's a, a good handful, you know, everywhere that I look. But um, even if there wasn't, I'd like to continuously bring back this topic that even if there wasn't, men also deserve the time to be home and take care of their newborn children or new new adoptees or whatever um, the situation is with with household to household. You know, um, it, it's it's a frustrating topic for me. <laughs> I was working for I this company. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was no, working for this company. My my lawyer my lawyer has advised me not to say the name so that I can openly talk about everything without having to censor anything. Um, I just can't say the name of the company. Um, 
this company prides themselves in being about family and being about work uh, or, or caring about their employees or whatever. But when it comes down to it, uh, they think that being about family means once a year you throw a family picnic. But when it comes down to it, that there's no kind of protection for, for pregnant employees. There's no kind of parental leave. They walk every gray line that exists within the laws of our of our country. Um, but that being said, why is our country not holding these count these companies accountable to taking care of their employees, to taking care of of their, the men and women that want to start families? Right. Um, I got pregnant in 2018, and I had my first kid. But um, I found out very quickly with my company that there was no paid leave for me. And I was surprised um, because I thought, you, you always hear about maternity leave. Maternity leave here, maternity leave there, right? Uh, yeah. It turns out that a company, if they're nice people, they can give you maternity leave, paid maternity leave. But there's nothing legally binding them to it. There's nothing that actually forces a company to give you paid maternity leave. So us being California, I thought, well, maybe there's some kind of assistance from the state. And I found out that, yes, there's a little bit of assistance, uh, paid family leave, because California has its own um, funding for it. You know, part of why we pay so much taxes is because we pay to take care of ourselves, you know. <laughs> so right, it, right. it eventually comes back to you when you need it, when you're the one. And you never think that it'll be you wearing that shoe. You know, you never think, I never thought I was going to have kids. I never thought that it would be me in this position, you know? Right. So, I went to HR and they told me, uh, when I found out that I was pregnant, they told me that um, they could give me 90 days of, um, it was, it, I forget what they call it, but it was 90 days of work basically like, in, in the military, we call it light limited duty. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It, it, it was kind of like a um, where where people that are injured work. So there's a separate there's a separate like space within the same okay. hangar where everybody who has like a broken finger or they tore their ACL or something something happened to them physically, they work there for 90 days. However, for a pregnant woman. That's not enough accommodation. Um, as you know, working in a place like this, you're exposed to a lot of gases, fumes, uh, chemicals. Um, there have been people that have gotten cancers from the type of sealants that they use in these hangers. Uh, oh, these are these are heavy duty materials, heavy heavy chemicals that are used, heavy gases, fumes, etc. That are right. even in the paint even in the primers used to get SA teams ready, um, ready to go, ready to, to take flight, to, to make sure that they don't crash in someone's backyard, you know? Um, right, right. So um, I brought it to the attention of my supervisor that where I was working was not necessarily the best accommodation for a pregnant person. However, I was not saying that I did not want to work. I wanted to work. Up until the day that the doctor told me, you are too pregnant now, <laughs> go home and just wait until the baby comes. You know, I wanted to work, even if I was pregnant. Like, let that be my prerogative, you know? 
Right. Um, Correct. I kind of pride myself in in being a badass and you know holding my holding my I hold my own feet to the fire. If, if I can, if I can work, I will work. You know, there's there's it's something about our culture. We Latinos, we have that. You know, we don't we don't. I mean, I don't like to generalize, and so I, I apologize also for doing that. But generally speaking, uh, right. we we as a people are known to to sell oranges at the corner if that's all we got. You know. Um, we're known to, I mean, there's memes about us, you know? <laughs> there is. So, I brought up to the attention of the, of HRs and my supervisors that it's not a reasonable accommodation to have a pregnant person working there and that I was willing to do other things. And I suggested other things that I could be doing in other departments. This company is huge. The multi-billion-dollar company that has multiple departments. Okay, it's like saying, uh, I want to tread lightly here, but it's like saying Lockheed Martin, and Lockheed Martin is not the company that I work. <laughs> but it's like saying right. Lockheed Martin. Um, right, right, right. They have everything from the people who make airplanes, so the, the mechanics and the, the inspectors and blah blah blah. But they also have uh security and they have um bag scanners and they have people that do inventory and they have so like these companies that are huge like this they have multiple departments multiple buildings multiple places they have training they have bungalows where they where they do hiring um there's all kinds of departments within a company that huge and right. i didn't understand why it was that I couldn't work doing one of those. And not only did I not do that, but then I took the initiative to actually apply um, within the network, within the, the network given to us as employees. I actually applied to work through to any of those, either doing inventory or cleaning um, cleaning uh, tools. Uh, I, I myself took, took it upon myself to do that, to find my own place to work within the company, you know, and right. um, they saw it as a, like, someone who's trying to just start trouble, and um, they told me that since they couldn't accommodate me reasonably, that they were going to then suspend me without pay, because there was no reasonable accommodation that they could give me. Um, I was incredibly upset about this, because I mean, I, I was going through a lot as it was. Um, I was in the process of buying a house. I had just gotten a new car. Um, I was paying for an apartment temporarily while my house was getting ready. And so all this stuff really heavily relied on me working, you know. And, you know, my health care here in the United States, our health care is, uh, for most of us, attached to our employer. Uh, most of us can't right. afford healthcare if it's not given to us at the at the rate or discount that in our employers get them at, especially an employer as huge as where I was working. Yeah, so sure. um so I knew that if I wasn't working and I wasn't making money, then how am I gonna pay for my health care also knowing that I will be needing it because I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know? So right. it it became a huge fiasco and I I was I uh, I hadn't been to the VA in a really long time, um, but I, I thank I thank the universe that I have um, military service because I was able to reestablish myself with the VA, and I went, you know, everyone knows the VA is not very fast, 
um, and it's uh, undermanned and it's overworked. So it, it took it took almost a whole trimester of not seeing a single doctor. Um, I could have I couldn't know if something was wrong with my baby. If the fumes that I was exposed to in the early trimester of my pregnancy had affected my baby at all. I had no way of knowing um, if the baby was okay because I had no doctor to go to. I had no insurance. Correct. Um, so, sorry. That's crazy. Um, oh, no, don't worry about it. You hear the other baby? <laughs> uh, um, I heard it. <laughs> but it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, I went to a lawyer who told me that I had no case. Flat out told, and I'm, I won't say that lawyer's name, um, but that lawyer flat out told me that I had no case. Because in the United States, there is nothing, nothing that makes a company, um, that, that forces them to be good people, that forces them to care. Uh, they do that if they want to. They do that out of the goodness of their heart if they choose to. And if they don't, then there's really nothing for, there's no, there's really no leg that I can stand on to sue them or to say anything. I just have to shut up and take it. And it was really frustrating. I, I then went to, um, I thought, well, I've been paying into the system for a really long time. Maybe I can get, um, like food stamps or something, right? Wix, something. Something to help well, you out, correct. Right. Well, since North, uh, sorry, since there's something he didn't, um, didn't fire me, they only suspended me. Uh, I was not, didn't right. I oh, wasn't wow. for any assistance. I made too much money, quote unquote. I made too much money to claim this or that. I was ineligible for um everything. Everything that I applied for except for paid family leave. Um and that was I, I chose to take that uh postpartum because it's not forever. They only give you a certain amount of time, you know. Um so I chose to do that after I had the baby, but whew, it was a it was quite a fiasco to be in. Um I went to a different lawyer uh, after the fact, and I, I told him, you know, everything that, that I went through and, and my struggles. And um, I want to share a little bit about what I just uh, looked up not not long ago. But after that happened, I was, first of all, disappointed that this country prides itself in being the best and we're this and we're that. And we don't even offer paid family leave. Like, are you kidding me? So I looked up. Well, maybe if we don't have paid family leave, what are the other countries like, right? Right. But see, that's well, the thing. Like, let me, sorry for cutting you off, but I got paid family yeah. leave when I had my kids. Wow. And, I, and it was considered baby bonding. So like, well, for us men, when, when I was reading about it and I was trying to get it, they said it was yeah. for men, it's considered baby bonding. And then we only get, how long did I get? Two weeks or three weeks? Something like Two that? Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. but, um, she got almost three months off. But was it paid? Paid. Fully paid. Uh, maternity leave uh, a month before she gave birth. And then, no, so it was four months. It's a month before she gave birth and then three months after, I believe. That's, if I can recall really right. Good. And that's these really are like, good. these aren't like how you said aviation companies. These are regular standard companies. Name yeah, you company. would think, like, after having worked in smaller companies, because um, I did work at two other places before I ended up at this company. 
Right. After having worked at in two other places, um, I thought I had landed at, at the the tip of the spear. You know, I thought I was in the best place for this profession, and I was really disappointed to find out that this is what the best of the best offers. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, I know people that worked at McDonald's that got better better treatment than I did. Yeah. <laughs> so I googled right it. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I googled it, and it turns out. So I'm going to read this this list. It's a little bit lengthy, but I really want to bring it to, like, drive it home to people. Estonia, some little-ass country that, that, like, most people haven't even heard of. Estonia offers 84 weeks of full-rate equivalent. So for 84 weeks, they pay you your pay. Whatever you were making, whether that's... Let's say, because they don't use dollars over there, but let's say that it was $15 an hour or $35 an hour. Your full pay, they pay you in that country. Granted, yes, they are smaller, but that also means they have less people paying into it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, right, right. Austria gives you 49 weeks of paid family leave. Damn. Japan, 36. Sweden, 35. And this is, this is something that, that Sweden is one that I confirmed with, with my own, like for myself, I confirmed it. I went to visit my cousins in Sweden two years ago, um, in 2019, and I, I was sharing with them about it. I was still very upset about it. I'm still very upset about it. <laughs> um, but I was talking to them about it and they were like, wow, no, here we get like equal, equal time. So if, if the mother of the twins, the, the, she had twins. If the mother of the twins wanted to take a year off and then the father wanted to take a year off, they could do that. It's, it's baffling to me because I, I don't know if, if people like don't know how hard it is to be a first-time mom. It, it's not it's not a walk in the park. You're, you're getting used to all these changes. On top of everything, your baby is demanding everything of you, both emotionally, physically. It's demanding. It's really demanding. And those two weeks that a lot of com- companies give new moms, that's a joke. That's nothing. That is barely enough for, for our bodies to physically kind of heal. <laughs> you know, it takes it takes six weeks just to get cleared from the doctor oftentimes to, to, to be active again, to go to, go to the gym, let's say. You know, and, and, and a lot of these companies are think that two weeks is enough. And I'm talking about a standard birth year, not like the complicated, you know, um, maybe maybe emergency C-section or something crazy happens. I'm right, not talking right. about those. I'm talking about a standard, normal birth where it was just in and out and no one had any any issues or extended state, you know. Um, being a first-time mom is, is, is uh, not talked about enough. Um, the things that we go through. Um, the demands that we put on ourselves and our bodies to make enough milk and to be a good mom. And, and despite the fact that I hadn't wanted to do this, I hadn't wanted to be a mom, to still be a mom, <laughs> you know, like I had to learn everything. Because there are some people that want to be parents and that's all they want in their life, you know, like they plan for it and they think about it and they have like children's bedrooms designed in their head. And then there's people like me who never, ever thought they were going to be parents. And and as much as I love my children, they were a shock to me, <laughs> especially the first one. So to me, it was 
it was everything from learning how to change a diaper to how to set up a diaper bag. What kinds of things did I need uh, in my hospital bag? You know, um, I grew up with my with my dad. He was a single father, so I I didn't really even have my mom to come to. I don't have any sisters. I don't have any cousins. It was hard. Um, and on top of that, I had to deal with my company treating me like I'm secondhand trash. You know, not even first-hand trash. Just like garbage from Google. Right. You know. Right. Um. And whereas in other parts in other parts of the world, people are granted a year of paid leave, both them and their partners, so that they both have an equal opportunity to progress in their profession. Because that's the other thing is that oftentimes we mothers, because because of of the nature of our biology, a lot of times we are the ones that stay home and and choose to not. Um, progress in our companies or in our jobs or in our professions or whatever because we're the ones that provide milk. We're the ones that uh that that nurture and and, and take care of, of that baby in a way that only we mothers can, you know? So um it's it's uh it's a uh, in a way it, it, it's it's our way to help our, our whole family. For us to stay behind because we know that whether we like it or not it's harder for us to be the provider um if we were the one to go back to work and and we still wanted to be the 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 mom that we wanted and provide milk and all that that means that we go to work and we constantly have to take breaks so that we can pump yeah and then store it and then come back to work and pick up where we left off and sometimes that's not as easy especially in a job like aviation, where you have to, there are procedures for leaving your desk. You can't just pick up and go. You know, you have to do a FOD walk, which is where you walk around and make sure that there's no, like, little screws on the floor. You have to make sure that your tool gets checked back in. You have to take the procedures necessary that could save somebody's life. You can't yeah. just walk off and be like, oh, I'm going to go pump now, you know? And then you can't yeah. just go pump in the bathroom. First of all, it's unsanitary. But second of all, that whole hanger is infested with fumes and gases and you don't want to feed your baby that so you have to walk to some unknown location to for god knows how long um and and in my company it happened to be that you had to go to one building to check out keys for the other building so that you could pump there then come back return the keys then go to your your break station well not even you go back to your workstation or to, to your break station you store the milk that you just pumped because you didn't pump it for no reason. You have to store it. And then you go back to your workstation and then you have the opening protocols for coming back to work. You have to log back into your computer. You have to check out all, all your tools again. All while still maintaining the required um, minimum hours uh, that you need to complete certain jobs. Uh, the way that it was in my company, each job was assigned a certain number of hours. So like let's Let's pretend that it was um, riveting. Nobody rivets anymore. <laughs> but it, let's pretend it was riveting. Right. And, and this job, and this job is was um, totaled for let's say three hours. So you have three hours to finish this job. Well, because of my pumping and everything like that, this job could have instead of taking three hours, even if I was as fast as humanly possible at my job, it would have taken me an extra hour because of the the the, the break that I took to pump. 
Now that's assuming that was only one break. But if you're constantly taking breaks to go pump, it's just hard, man. And then, and then because of your performance now slowing down, how are you supposed to be eligible for a promotion? How do you have the audacity then to be like, oh, I want a promotion? How, do, how are you supposed to speak up after that to be like, oh, um, I deserve a raise. Like, why? Your, your, your work is obviously lacking. Your performance is slow. You know, like, right. on paper, you look ridiculous. So, it's, it's just easier a lot of times for us to support our partners. Um, and I'm sorry to also be using a, a female and male uh, relationship here. That's just where, where I'm coming from. I don't mean to offend anyone listening who may be in a female-female or male-male relationship. Um, to each his own. Um, but everybody has these, these, these issues, even with adopted kids, you know, like I'm sure that they, they want and need the time to, uh, get accustomed to their, their new, their new lives, their new families, their new babies as well. Um, so I was gonna continue with that. Chile, Chile, the little country in South America offers 30 weeks. So that's like half a year's pay. Iceland offers you 18 weeks. The UK offers you 12 weeks. Mexico offers you 12 weeks. Australia offers you 8 weeks. So why is it that in the United States we have zero, zero weeks are guaranteed federally? Like the United States does not offer. If your company doesn't want to, they don't have to offer you any kind of pay leave. Damn, that's crazy because... It's funny um, that you say that because the company that I work for, I work for an aviation company. Um, Velocity, I'll say say it because I left in good terms. Um, They gave me, they gave me three weeks of baby bonding, fully paid. Wow. And keep in mind, this was me literally coming into work and telling them, I'll work for you guys. But you guys gotta have to understand, she's pregnant, and I'm gonna be missing doctor's appointments, and as soon as the baby's born, I'm gonna be gone for about a couple of weeks. And they said, you know what? That's fine. You're hired. That's awesome. I got literally three weeks paid off, all uh, not all vacations, but all doctor visits, and all, everything that had to do with the baby was paid. That's awesome. So like, I'm, like I'm you really said, glad if the, the company pays for it, then yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad for the companies that, that, that do actually care for their employees and show it. But even those companies, they don't offer more than, I've never heard somebody say, oh yeah, my company paid for three months for me to be at home and, and still pay me my, my regular salary. Like here in the United States, what it comes down to is that we don't value families the same way that other countries do. Yeah. We don't think that it's, it's as important to, to grow our families. We, we, we just want to exploit our workers. You know, how can I, how can I as a company get away with, (laughs) yeah, how can I as a company make the most possible while paying them the least possible? Because that comes out of my pocket. Well, it's frustrating to me because these companies would be nothing without us. Who's going to do your job for you when, I mean, you can automate as much as you want. You'll still need people to work on the robot. You know, like, in the end, it's us. Like, these companies, you wouldn't exist without us. 
sorry for the awkward pause. <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm trying to also censor, like, my, my, I, I, I have a sailor's mouth, so I'm, I'm trying to also, like, not throw all the F-bombs on the. <laughs> uh, you're totally fine. It's open mic. It's, it's not like anybody's not, haven't heard an F-bomb here and there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's something that, that I wish that we cared more about. And honestly, I've only heard politicians like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren mention, um, stuff like this before. And I, I, everyone I know kind of puts it like in the back of their mind, like it's not a big deal. And it's not a big deal until you go through it. I have to admit, I was one of those that didn't care. <laughs> Until it happened right. to me, you know? Um, until I saw how effed up this is, how effed up this situation is, like, for healthcare to be attached, this is a multi-level problem. For healthcare to be attached to your job means that if something happens to your job, you no longer have healthcare. What just happened to the thousands of people who lost their jobs because of COVID-19? They also didn't have healthcare in the middle of a pandemic. That's so true. Then there's the the, the 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 after issue of if we don't have universal child care, something that we could all pay into, then the one parent, usually the mother, has to sacrifice and stay home and take care of the baby and take care of the, the whatever kids whatever whatever other kids they have so that, you know, the other person can get ahead in life. Well what happens if you know, me and my partner break up, and he progressed in his job, and I'm left at zero. Yeah. You know, like, I, I have nothing. Like, I um have to start over, basically, if, if something like that happens. And it's, it, it's not, I'm not unique in that this only happened to me. There are, I'm guaranteeing you, there are hundreds of people in this country hundreds of women in this country who are in my position, maybe not with a aviation company, but with some kind of company that didn't respond for them and that their partner maybe left them or, you know, something happens to where they are, uh, they are left with having to start over. I'm lucky that I'm not in that position, but what if I was, you know, I have nothing to show for and all my, all my hard work, all, everything that I went through to, to get a scholarship and go to school and then go to the military and then come out and then work four jobs at some point and then for what? To be on welfare after and then get made fun of and, and, and told to stop being lazy and go back to work? Like how am I supposed to go to work at McDonald's, let's say, at, at, at some bottom of the barrel high school, uh, high school level job, right? Let's say that I got one of those. Um, how am I supposed to go there and then pay for childcare after? What does that leave me with at the end of the month? Mm-hmm. At which point is it even worth it for me to go back to work? And oftentimes the answer is no, it's not. Because what I'm left with is no longer enough to take care of the basics, the essentials. No one's talking about, oh, I don't have my money, I don't have enough money to get my nails done or my hair done. I'm talking about I don't have enough money to pay for my, my, my rent. I don't have enough money to pay for food. You know, like, the way that things are set up needs to change because of that. People need to be able to do the the bare minimum to get the bare minimum. And the bare minimum is, is a standard here that I don't understand why this country continuously fights to to beat 
the little guy down, you know? Like, I, I've seen people argue about how, with the stimulus checks most recently, they say stuff like, oh, I wish that um, it, it should have been awarded only to people who have been working so that uh, it's a reward for the people who were working, not for the freeloaders. <laughs> That's because you weren't in the shoes of the quote-unquote freeloaders. What if right. said freeloader lost his job because of the COVID-19 pandemic? Right. And now we haven't had the right opportunity it. to work. That's the whole premise behind the stimulus check, is that enough people were not working because they lost their jobs to the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people. So it's just, like I said, it's a multi-level, um, it's a multi-level, uh, problem. Uh, healthcare being tied to our jobs, um, not having universal childcare so that everybody can go back to work. You have to remember that, that the person who's not working, that's money that's not circulating in the economy. That's people yeah. that are not out there being part of the labor force and, and providing taxes. And I am useful too. Just because I had a child does not make me invaluable to my community, to my, to my country. You know, and anyone that has something to say about that, we, we can throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's something that, that I, I've heard back and forth and it, it bothers me to my core. Like, I did not serve this country to get treated like this, you know? I did not serve this country to see my brothers and sisters get treated like this. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, thank you for, for providing a platform for me to, to vent on like this. Hey, go for it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's that's the purpose of this podcast, so everybody can vent, open up, and let people know, like, hey, what's really going on out there? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. they do. They do. Uh, if you have enough people that 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 um listen and care and and are like, what, what, what? <laughs> Hopefully, there's enough people that that Google it and do their own research. Everything that I have claimed is Googleable. Verify it for yourselves, people. <laughs> It's true. And I was doing that while you were talking, too. <laughs> <laughs> demand better of our politicians. Demand more of them. Why are we paying them when they're not gonna re- when they're not gonna distribute our money to us? You know, like a lot of the problem is that people think that oh, we're gonna have to pay so much more money, blah 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 blah. Well, what about a redistribution of what we what we already pay? Why are we paying so much money for wars? For endless, endless wars. Why not use that money back on ourselves? You know, like, it, it's, I keep going back to this. It's a multi-level problem, but we deserve to be taken care of. We deserve for our money to be ours to use. Yeah, if they can see it like that. <laughs> That's the thing. They will never see it like that. It takes people, it takes enough people driving at home for them to, to eventually see it like that. Because I have to admit, I grew up with, with like, I, I told you that um, my dad was a single dad. He was very religious. I grew up very Christian. I grew up very conservative. I grew up very Republican. And um, it mostly had to do with the religion thing, but uh, it, it's a little bit about, like, the values that, that they like to bring, the, um, not brainwash, it's the word, uh, they like to um, candy coat. And oh, and okay. they like to, to make it seem like it's about this. But at the core of it, you realize that, no, 
no, they don't. That's not what this is about. Look, look what just happened in politics recently um, with the stimulus checks. Not a single Republican senator voted to give us our stimulus checks. Not a single one. And that was even after the Democrats um, changed the 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 proposed bill to to give us less because it it would fit the narrative of what the Republicans wanted more. So in in right. in, in some stupid way to like compromise with them, they the Republicans not only managed to give us less because the Republic the Democrats you know altered this for them to, to try to work with them to try to appease them or whatever um but then in the end they still didn't vote for the thing that they that they in the in, in that they caused to change for them you know like this new bill that was adapted for you you didn't vote for what the hell <laughs> so true <laughs> man it's crazy yeah. It's a crazy world we're living in right now. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, but how you been? Me. How's your life going now? Uh, besides this issue. <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing good. Um, that kid okay. that I talked about in the, in the, in the podcast, he's two years old now. He's a healthy big bug who, um, knows Knows a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of English, a little bit of sign language. She's gonna be just as badass, if not more, than her mama. Oh, these these, these kids nowadays are probably gonna be ten times better than what we are. Yeah, I hope so. I hope <laughs> we were better, ten times better than our parents. They they deserve a world that is better. You know that they they and they deserve a lot of the things that we do are gonna. We're not gonna see the effects of it. They are. Their generation is. That's true. So we need to, we need to, we need to get it together for them, you know. And I just had a second one uh, in October of last year, and um, they're the cutest things in the world. I, I might be a little bit biased, but they're the cutest babies in the world. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm raising them. <laughs> um, I'm raising them to be strong individuals. I'm raising them to be leaders, you know, like I, I, I don't want them to be, I mean, if, if they want to be models, power to you, be models, then, you know, and I'm not hating on models, right. that's not what I'm right. trying to say, but I, I you know, it, I want them to be leaders in whatever profession they choose to go in, you know, I want right. them to be strong, I want them to not take shit from people, I want them to be able to stand up for themselves, again, in whatever profession they decide to go in, whether that's um, they're become ambassadors to the United Nations, or they're cutting hair, or they're aviation mechanics, you know, um, that's, that's, it's up to them, but I'm going to empower them to, to do the best and be the best wherever they end up. Right. And that's good. We just got to yeah. support our kids in whatever they want to be. Yeah. Especially now. Hopefully by now then they have. 2021. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by then they have paid maternity leave. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, <laughs> the company that you worked for, <laughs> let's say, because there's some, like I said, there's these other companies that do have it. They pay up to four weeks at least, or more. Yeah, but, but I meant the whole. I meant our country. Hopefully, the country they live in oh, is, is yeah. a country that, no matter where they work, the country is 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 more evolved to be able to um, 
to to force way. companies to you know take care of their people. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure by that time everything will change. Hopefully for the best. Not how yeah. it's going now. <laughs> and that's good. all on us. You know, that's 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 on us to to be the driving force, to be the driving change. Yeah, let's just not cancel Peppa Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, and what? Dr. Seuss books? Like, come on. What do you mean? Sorry, that. I have to ask you. I have to ask you, what does that mean? You haven't heard that they canceled Peppa Le Pew from Space Jam because he's a sole top cutter. Yeah, um, I have a problem with that, with the cancel culture that you're talking about, um, because it's not, it's not, it's not wrong for us to grow and evolve as a society, you know, like it's not wrong for us to, to realize that what we've done or said or, 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 or what we were in the past, acknowledge that that's what we were, but then learn from it and grow. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, Dr. Seuss is not canceled. Dr. Seuss is still very alive and well. His own estate is the ones that decided, hey, these six books out of the out of the dozens of books that we have, these six books here are racist and in nature are maybe not the best things to be publishing. So they're not going to make those six books. Right. Just those six. But the rest of the Dr. Seuss books are still being published. They're still being printed. They're still being redistributed. So... Dr. Seuss isn't canceled. It's just those six books. And when 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 you have to, when you really think about stuff like this, you have to kind of open your mind and 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 think. If we want any kind of change in the world, it has to start with us, right? So to acknowledge wrong and change it is is also setting an example for our kids. You know, like to 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 say, hey, this is what we were. And it's it's not okay because X, Y, or Z, you know, in, in the example of, of um Dr. Seuss or, or those particular books, we can show them if if we happen to hold, hold copies of them. I know I, I know for a fact that I have at least two um that I bought before all this um happened. But I didn't know what, what, what I had in my hands. Doctor Seuss happened to be the theme for my nursery for my first baby. So I I, I actually had a bunch of Doctor Seuss stuff. And um <laughs> When I found out that that stuff is racist, or or that that those books were racist, the 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 two that I have in, in my hand, um, I thought, well, what do I what do I do about it? Like, do we pretend that it never happened and not acknowledge that for 400 years we held an entire group of people uh, enslaved and were just really fucked up to? And I don't say we as my my particular history, my people were, you know praising uh, Mayan gods on some temple somewhere, you know, like right. my people didn't do this, but these are, these are my people now. This is my country's history. And the only way that we prevent this kind of stuff from happening again is to teach history. Um, otherwise it keeps continuing. It perpetuates, it continues to, to repeat itself, you know? So we have to, we have to learn, we have to be able to learn from our mistakes. We have to be able to look at our mistakes, point them out and say, okay, that, that right there, you guys see that? That's not cool. You know, like if you go to Germany, they don't hide that, 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 that they had, um, concentration camps. They don't keep it secret. They don't, um, they don't, uh, 
try to shelter their children from it. They they teach about it. They made museums yeah. about it and stuff. And and they say, look, this is where we were at this point of our history. This is what we were doing. It was wrong. We've learned from it, and we're moving on now. We're we're teaching so that it doesn't happen again. Exactly. We, but to use the term cancel culture is it's it's dumb to me because it's it's like saying, oh, cancel if we canceled concentration camps. Yeah, they needed to be canceled. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's crazy. Oh, that was good hearing from you. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to speak out about like, everything that you brought up. Um, we have a couple of more minutes, so if you have anything, any shout-outs you want to give out, any podcasts you want people to listen to, any... Instagram, IG post, anything that you want to say, might be still yours. I I would just like to to tell people to um to not to not focus on like if you're going to talk about the world, then make sure you're reading about the world. You know, like don't don't read if you are a CNN reader, maybe branch out every now and then and read Fox. If you're a Fox reader, every now and then reach out and read MSNBC. Read right. the independent. Read um uh Al Jazeera. Read 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 about the world and you'll learn what is actually going on. So that you're not right. stuck in this bubble of believing that um believing some rhetoric that someone puts forward without really knowing what you're talking about and then repeating it later on without right. knowing what you're talking about. You know, I'm I I'm I'm glad that I was able to participate in this podcast and, and drop in two cents in. If I change even one person's mind about about any of the topics that we talk about, I feel successful. <laughs> and if I didn't, I'm I'm so glad that I was able to put it out there and it's caught on somebody's mind now, even if it's just hey, yours. It, it's out there. Yeah, Somebody it's out there. In the uh, just a heads up, I'm gonna start doing something new every Tuesday. So those of you that follow me, those of you that are listening, and even you, I'm gonna start getting on live on our IG account. I'm going to go live every Tuesday to talk about this podcast. So when cool, this podcast cool. gets released on the Tuesday of the following week, we'll be talking about it. Um, cool. Everybody's Sounds free good. to comment it. Everybody's free to hit me up. And like I said, if I have any other advice, we'll hit you up with it. Cool. You know Sounds good. We're here to help you out. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. My blessings go out to you and your family. Once again, thank you, thank you, you for being part of this. And you have a wonderful night, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Man, what an amazing podcast this was. It's crazy what everything that she's been through. But still, look at her now. Two kids pushing forward. not Not letting anything stop her from being who she actually is. And that's a wonderful mom. Um, what an amazing story once again on Tuesday of next week I'll go live and then we'll talk about this we'll discuss it whoever listened to it can join the live on the IG on open podcast look me up on IG like I said we'll be talking about this also make sure you guys follow Valley Nights that's Valley underscore Nights underscore. They're putting a second event going on. 
Uh, also, a big shout out to NoHo underscore barbecue company or BBQ company. Hit them up. If they're having any events, make sure you tell them Open Season sends you. <laughs> and make sure you guys follow N underscore B underscore We Trust. Uh, upcoming tattoo artist. Uh, trying to make a name for himself. Looking for an internship. But if anybody knows of a spot, hit them up. Uh, I'll be tagging everybody on the podcast and we'll move on from there stay tuned tuesday live broadcast uh, i'll be going live and we'll be discussing this um, episode y'all have a good night have a blessed day we out to the next one peace